Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. Hello. Well, what you been watching? A lot. I've been watching a lot. Okay. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. I took some long flights. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I, I've told you my process for choosing a, a film to view on planes is more like academic. Uh, and entertainment yeah. yes like i it, it, i view it as time to catch up on films that like i what, should have seen what enneagram type are you um enfj no 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 it's a different type. <laughs> what, what question are you asking me well i'm in a my enneagram type is the achiever and i bet you're the same one and i oh. bet you're even more severe than i am mm. because you insist on bettering yourself even on flights it's it's pretty well and I, I don't even know if like bettering myself it's more of one of these things where i'm like there's this movie I should have seen by now. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yes. Okay, you turn it into an assignment. I turn it into an assignment because uh, I feel productive. Because then Ugh. I'm like, yeah, I came out yeah, of that you're flight a three. having. We're okay. threes. We're it's awful. We're like products good. of capitalism. Good for us. Uh, it's probably very. T- I think probably every lawyer is this personality type. Yeah, probably. It's probably. Or you might be a perfectionist. You might be the reformer. I'll take the test and Please report do. back to you. So. So I, I had a flight from Salt Lake City to Paris. It's like a 10-hour, 11-hour flight. And I decided on the way out there, I was finally going to watch all three Creed movies. Like, I had never seen them. Like the Michael B. Jordan yeah, ones? Creed. They're good. They're great. Yeah. Okay. So so I was a huge Rocky fan as a teenager. Mm. Loved Rocky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think the first Rocky film was like one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. Um, and then they get more and more unhinged and ridiculous, but they're all a good time. And uh, as it turns out, kind of the Creed sort of follows the same pattern. Like I really, I thought really? the first Creed movie was like really quality. Like this is a this is a film. This is good. The second one is like a remake, basically, of the the Russian Rocky uh, film. And it is completely ridiculous, but so fun. And then the third one's pretty good again. I had a really good time watching these. I'm I, so happy for you. I love Michael B. Jordan. Um, Sylvester Stallone's in the first two, and he's great in them. It's just a good time. I'm so that I love that. For yeah. You. So if you haven't watched Creed, check it out. I don't Were know why Delta? it took so long. Was yeah, it on it was Delta? Delta? Available on Delta. Available on Delta. All three Creed movies. Um, and then on the way back, I finally watched Thelma and Louise. I had never seen it. I've never seen it either. It's it's a pretty good time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I th- I know Susan Sarandon has some issues, but she's just so terrific in every role. What do you mean she has some issues? Like ruined democracy. Yeah, issues? ruined okay. ruined democracy <laughs> okay. issues. Just want to make sure we were talking um, about the same issues. Yeah, I know you you can't say Susan Sarandon's name without people getting mad anymore, and I get it. But as an actress, she's really really good in everything she does, and she's so great in this movie. Um, yeah. It, and it, it was kind of fun to see because I think a lot of it was filmed in Utah. Oh yeah, and so it was kind of fun to see like the sights and the, what Pitt's they're driving first through. Movie, right? Brad Pitt's in it. He's a cutie. <laughs> Hot take. Brad Pitt is a cutie. Shocked. Yeah, he was very cute in it. Um, but yeah, Thelma and Louise finally watched it. and It was a good time. Okay. Um, I am trying to catch up on the morning show. Are you caught yes, up? Yes, I'm caught up. <laughs> Meg, the show is insane. I know. It's so crazy. I know. And yet, every time an episode ends, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I would like more, please. It's so bad. It's like eating Doritos, you know, where yeah. it's not, you know, it's not good, but some chemical in your brain is like firing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I need more. I need more of this. This there, It's an MSG yeah. show. Yes. 
Yeah. And I'll watch it to the bitter end. Of course. I, I just simply will. Um, did you see that Starstruck season three is out? No, I never watched season two. Why not? I don't Did know. I discourage you? No, I think I just like never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And I probably should. Um, I would be curious to hear what you think. I I didn't love season two okay. and I'm already not loving season three. And I'm I think maybe this was a show that should have just been one season. I think that's kind of why I didn't watch them. Because I didn't end season one and think we need more. Yeah. It felt very like conclusive. Clo- a closed story. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I think that's the exact assessment that I that I have because every episode after season one kind of feels like I'm on borrowed time or something. I'm like, why are why are we still with these people? Like, we saw their story happen, and now they're just trying to like continue to make up a story for them, but it's not really working anymore. I don't know. I I really like her, and I think the comedy is decent, and it's still, but uh, I just think they shouldn't be making it. Um, Survivor's back. I don't have any thoughts yet. Well, Provo guy, right? But there is a guy from Provo. He's a principal, school principal. Um, one of our listeners of Hive Mind messaged me recently and was like, my kid's uh, principal is on Survivor. You need to watch this season. I'm like, obviously, I'm going to watch this season. But <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, it's a gay, gay Provo guy. Um, I don't know him. Surprise, I don't know him. But I looked him up on okay. social media and I we need... have mutual friends. Of course. So, yeah. You got mad at me recently because I sent you some gay guy's profile and I said, do you know him? And you said, I don't know every gay guy. And I said, every other time I've asked you that, the answer has been yes. Who was it? Did I know him? No, but you like knew friends of him. <laughs> My favorite ever, I, I think we've talked about this on, on High Mind was several years ago when you sent me a screenshot of a social media post of a gay couple that was like the most insufferable thing we'd ever seen. It was their breakup. Their breakup photo, photo shoot. shoot. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at this. And I was like, yeah, I know them. And you were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know they were in Utah. And I was like, yeah, I know them. <laughs> that was one of the funniest days on Twitter because all of these gay people were like, maybe we shouldn't have rights. Like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so bad. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I'm watching a lot of other stuff, too, but those are the highlights, so maybe I'll just leave it there. Okay. How about you? What have you been watching? I also took flights. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, right. Welcome back. Thank you. On my way, my journey to my destination, I watched a master class with an Italian chef mm. uh, who has, for a time, his restaurant was the top restaurant in the world, and so... He taught me how to make a lot of different things, pesto, souffle. It was really enjoyable to watch. Fun. On the way back, I watched A Life of the Party, the Melissa McCarthy. Yes. It is not good. It's a plain movie. It's, but I enjoyed myself. Yeah. It went from not good to like pretty bad by the end, Mm -hmm. but I was never mad. I did, however, think like I kind of need something good after that. And so I watched Bridesmaids. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. My my theory about Melissa McCarthy is if she is if she has writing credit, the movie's terrible. Oh, okay. And if she doesn't have writing credit, then the movie's usually terrific. And um not a strong writer. I just I just don't think yeah, I, I don't think that she is good at crafting stories. Well, there was a time when she was making a movie like every six months, yeah. you know? So maybe she was just cranking them out a little too quickly. Yeah. Which I relate to. But she's a terrific performer. And so like I I like seeing her in quality films. Life of the Party is not a quality film. No. But if you go in with zero expectations, like 
expectations all the way down in hell and you watch it on a plane, it can be entertaining enough. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't mad. Yeah. Um, then I got COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And so I did... Still on 19, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did the only natural thing. I rewatched Vanderpump Rules season 10. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh-huh. I loved it so much. Um, Real Housewives of New York is still cooking. And we finished this season of Only Murders in the Building. Okay. I really liked it. Okay. Um, I thought season two was a dud, but this latest season with Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep was really fun. Do do I have to watch season two? No. To, I can just skip to three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Season two, I don't even remember what happened. Okay. It's October, mm-hmm. which means it's spooky season here mm-hmm. on Hive Mind, which I low-key hate, but we do every year because it's tradition. You hate it because you hate horror films? I don't hate horror films. I hate the night sleep I get after watching a horror film. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't too bad. It's because this was a comedy. Okay, that is so funny you say that because of a lot of the actors in this movie felt the same way. We'll get to it. Uh, oh, okay. We watched Carrie. 1970. 1976. The Brian Carrie. De Palma film based off the Stephen King book, which I think was Stephen King's first big book. Oh, was it? Yeah, and Stephen King loved this adaptation. Oh, because he, he hated The Shining, He right? hated The Shining, but he said so that um, he likes this movie better than he likes the book which is like high praise. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. Tell me your thoughts on Carrie. I mean, it's it's hilarious. Um, most of it is hilarious. Meg, the intro, the nudity in the okay, intro I, is wild. I was not prepared. I Because I, I had seen this before, and I remembered that there was nude. I remembered that there was a shower scene. I was like, yeah, I think you see her boobs. I did not remember that it's just like a fi- five-minute montage of like, completely naked women walking through a locker room in slow motion like caressing themselves caress it what what is this choice the 70s were wild man (laughs) it was like they took people talk about like you know the world has no standards now and then i watch a movie from the 70s and i'm like i beg your pardon yeah we're not doing this in film now we're wild Mm -hmm. in the 70s we would not make this movie now Mm -hmm. yeah that that the the entire opening with her in the shower and then having her period is and the way the the girls in the locker room react to it is all just like I'm like what what is happening like what is this world that this writer thinks exists it's very plug weird plug it up plug yeah, it I te- up I texted you and I said that there clearly was no woman no. that was actually consulted on this part of the script because have first of all I've never I haven't spent a lot of time in women's locker rooms admittedly nor have I. But my understanding is that women don't tend to just walk around completely naked with each other through locker rooms. Okay, so this actually was uh, re-triggered some trauma I had as a child because mm-hmm. I remembered hearing that once you got to junior high, you mm-hmm. all had to shower together. Yeah. Because I think that used to be a thing. Yeah. And I remember a friend's mom being like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to be ready because we used to have to shower together. And yeah. then, of course, like that never happened. Yeah. That never happened. But I think maybe it used to be yeah. a thing. I remember having that fear, too. I think that is like a coming of age thing. Like all kids are like, I think at some point at school, I have to be naked in front of other people. It's just like a rite of passage. (laughs) Luckily, they did away with that. But definitely, I don't think even was a thing. I don't think women were like just prancing around naked. I think it was like you shower and get dressed as fast as possible. And, And in this movie, it's not it's not a regular locker room scene, like where people are just like changing They're They're like 
women walking arm in arm, like laughing completely <laughs> naked, not even holding a towel. And it's just like, what is this world you think exists? It's a male fantasy yes. is what it is. This movie is so pervy. This isn't the only pervy moment. Totally pervy. There's so many like male gaze, like close-ups on thighs, close-ups yeah. on boobs. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Um, okay, all of that said, Sissy Spacek is great in this. Yeah. I think she does. Thank goodness, she was 27 when they made yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. She is clearly not a high school girl, but. And so beautiful. Yeah. She's so beautiful the whole time. I'm like, I think she's a little too pretty for I, this. I said that to Skyler last night at, when she's she goes to school in one of the scenes, and I was like, her hair is way too put together yes. for what her life is supposed to be. Yes. And apparently like, in her audition, she made herself look like really ragged. And then they cleaned her up for the movie. And I'm thinking, they I, think have it, done that. I think the choice was make her look pretty bad. Yeah, it, it, it would have made the plot. The story would have made a lot more sense if she looked bad. Mm -hmm. um, but she's she is a, she's a great performer in this. Uh, you really do get this like feeble, timid. Um, abuse victim sense out of yeah. her and um and so i i thought she was really good the mom who's that actress hyper lori she's terrific as well she so she's one of the actors who was convinced when they were making it that they were making a black comedy okay tell me about this i because I... she thought that her lines were so over the top yeah and so hammy that there was no way it was a horror movie and like to this day she claims that carrie is a black comedy that's I mean, I think I think it's funny. Like I, I was laughing pretty hard through a lot of it when Carrie moves things with her mind and the sound effect that happens with it like <laughs> is funny every time. <laughs> yeah, and like the stuff like moves very quickly and it kind of the the entire the infamous scene at, at the prom when she's like you know shooting stuff across the room and killing people and whatever. It reminded me so much of the scene of Monty Python and the Holy Grail with the rabbit. Like w the rabbit flying through the air and like and like biting <laughs> off people's heads because it, like the way stuff was moving was like that and that sound effect and I was like I I should look this up but I was like I wonder if Monty Python and the Holy Grail was a little bit doing a parody on Carrie because that scene seemed so similar I think before right wasn't it made before um I'm looking up the date right we now we told Ivy we're you know we were sitting at dinner and we mentioned we watched a scary movie the night before and she asked about it and Stephen was explaining Carrie to her and Ivy said oh like Matilda and I was like yeah no actually just like Matilda that yes uh but like mean Matilda mean Matilda <laughs> Matilda gone a little wrong toward the end interesting so Monty Python and Holy Grail was made the year before Carrie yeah so maybe Carrie was parodying maybe. Python, but it was it really like Rewatch that scene pulled up on YouTube with the rabbit scene in mind, and you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. The first, it's a short movie. Yeah. It's 90 the first minutes. The hour is kind of like an after school special. Mm -hmm. Like, not great. Bullying. Yeah. Very, like, all the adults suck to kind of a comical degree. Mm hmm. Like, pretty hammy acting by the teens. Mm -hmm. The last 30 minutes are pretty good yeah like the prom scene didn't scare me because it's so iconic yeah. at this point like we've all seen it everywhere yeah when she leaves the prom and goes home i was afraid like mm -hmm. i was scared and the scene with her mom is pretty scary yeah. like corny effects aside yeah it's it's unsettling and yeah. then the last scene with sue and the hand like i was legit i legitimately jumped totally agree so to like totally agree 
this movie has its flaws, but as a scary movie, I think it holds up. Yeah. And I, I the story is not that complicated. I mean, it's it's just it's a girl who is being raised by an abusive, hyper Christian mother uh, who keeps her on an extremely tight leash. And she eventually discovers that she has powers to move things with her mind. And after being bullied by her school, she goes to prom and locks all the doors with her mind and kills everybody. <laughs> with a fire hose. <laughs> with the fire hose. And um, and that's the movie, you know. And it, so it's not that complicated. But I do think there are a couple of things that, the, that they do with the story that were interesting. I think it's interesting that she's getting bullied by all these kids at school. But there is somebody there are a couple of people who are trying to take care of her and be yeah. nice to her. I think it's interesting that, that it would have been a lot easier, I think, for the story to have the guy who asks her to prom do it as kind of like a never-been-kissed Drew Barrymore joke, like they're doing it to play a trick on her. But in reality, like, his girlfriend just feels bad for Carrie. He's like, just take her, and he decides to do it. And he's actually, like, a really sweet guy yeah, about it. And I, I think that made the story a lot more interesting. Yeah. It's like, oh, there... As ridiculous as a lot of this film is, there is a lot of nuance in the personalities that are at play here yeah. that I think make Carrie's final meltdown like more tragic and more scary. Yeah. Because it's not it's not the case that you're just like, good, all of these people suck. It's like, oh, this is a this is a big mess and this is horrifying that she's doing all this. And it's interesting that it ends with Sue, mm -hmm. who is the whole point of the movie is Sue is trying to seek redemption for the first scene in which she bullied Carrie, knowing that it was wrong to be bullying Carrie. Mm -hmm. And so the I feel like the culmination of the movie is her reflecting on what she should have done differently and which of her friends would still be alive if she hadn't done the things she had done, which is like the true horror, right? Yeah. yeah. Like having to live with that. Do you want to hear my kind of obnoxious academic thought? Yes. I think most horror movies are about parenting. I think most horror movies are a reflection on what can go wrong if you parent incorrectly. Hmm. Because so much of this movie is about like what Carrie's mother inflicted on her and what that caused her to become. Interesting. I, I mean, I'm excited to watch more movies this month and see if this holds up. But like Hereditary, yeah, I was just thinking of Hereditary, Babadook, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby, like all of these really classic good horror movies mm -hmm. are primarily about parenting. Fascinating. I, by the way, I don't consider Babadook a horror film anymore. It's like scary. Yeah, but I think you and I talked about this when I, because I watched it thinking it was going to be a horror film and I was really disappointed. And then I rewatched it later just thinking it was like not a horror film and more just like a metaphor on mental health. And I really loved it. Yeah, I mean, it made me cry, so it's probably yeah. not like a horror movie. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's that's a fascinating thought, though, about parent parenting. And maybe that's just my interpretation, mm -hmm. the theory lens through which I watch movies now. But yeah. I think a lot of them can be read as um, thoughts on parenting. Really? Did you see the remake? No. Carrie? Did you? Yeah. Did you like it? It's it's a movie that like I don't know why they remade it because yeah most remakes are they don't have it, it's there's no different interpretation on the movie it's almost like a scene for scene just like reshot so I, it was very weird Julianne Moore's in it she's good is she the mom she's the mom um, I forget who plays the who um plays it's Carrie. Chloe Grace Moretz right is it that's who, what I remember reading who is that she you know um she's on Thirty Rock she's Jack Donaghy's nemesis uh oh. she's at the prep school. Um, 
she ruins kids got singing interesting uh angela bettis that's who it is is chloe grace moretz like the bully i don't know who no i don't see her in the cast you sure you're just (laughs) making this up maybe i dreamed that um how surprised were you to find john travolta in this movie (laughs) his first movie was it his, his first, first movie? ever film. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Like, I yeah. just, either I had completely forgotten it. Yeah. Or. And he just kind of shows up out of nowhere, uh-huh. like three quarters into the film and then becomes a really big part of it. So he and the actress who plays Chris also thought they were in a comedy because their lines were so buffoony. Like, yeah. they thought they were like the comedic relief. Huh. They didn't realize they were like the Bullies, villains yeah. of the film. There's also a line that made me laugh out loud when they're slaughtering the pigs. He says, you, here, Piggy, you don't have to worry about the bomb anymore because it was the Cold War. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's just such a funny aside for a high schooler to say as he's murdering a pig. <laughs> it's a wild movie. Like, uh-huh. I feel like it's all over the place. And then it just like gets really scary. And then it's over. Yeah. In a way I enjoyed. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite Stephen King film adaptation? Misery's pretty good, but it's not a horror movie. Mm. I've never seen Misery. Misery's good. I should watch it. But it's not a horror film? Not really. Okay. What about you? Um, I think my... I mean, my favorite Stephen King book and story is The Stand. Oh. and Is it a lawyer thing? Sounds like a lawyer mm-mm. thing. Oh. No, it's a pandemic thing. Uh-oh. It would be kind of interesting to revisit now, but a pandemic takes over the world and kills everybody except for a very small population of people scattered throughout the world who are somehow immune to this thing um and basically it's kind of a fight between good and evil and these two tribes kind of gathering together in denver and las vegas and preparing to go to battle with one another it's very it's it's very well done i think it's considered his like greatest masterpiece you've read it and seen the movie yeah well and in the night yes i've read it and then in the 90s they did a four-part um TV series. Oh, okay. And it probably has not aged that well in terms of like the special effects, but I remember really liking it um in the 90s. Um I mean, I loved I love the original It, Stephen King's It. I've never seen it. You haven't? Can we do that for next week. It's it's long. It's two parts, but That's fine. I, I mean, I would revisit it. I love the original. Um I didn't love the the new films very much because yeah. I feel like they kind of stripped out the story and just kind of went for gags and whatever. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it's kind of a fascinating okay. Tim, Tim Curry is terrifying in it. Mm, let's do it. Yeah. Don't show your children. They'll have nightmares forever. Like <laughs> can I you did. imagine? Oh my, my, my dad had me watch it when I was like six. No. And I had ni- nightmares of Pennywise the clown all through the rest of my oh, childhood. I am so sorry. And it's one of those things that like, I'm pretty sure if I saw the 1986 version of it for the first time right now i'd be like this isn't scary but it is so ingrained in me that it's terrifying that even if i see a picture of tim curry as pennywise the clown i kind of get the chills i'm like really? oh yeah it's like still bothers me uh, i can't wait <laughs> yeah. um i'm actually reading right now stephen king's memoir on oh. writing uh it is really good really yeah tell me why um it's him like reflecting on his life and also giving writing advice 
Um, and I'm not that far in, but like the balance between the two is really good. And he's my favorite kind of writer. He's just very clear and concise, yeah. which is my ultimate goal. And so I feel like his advice is very useful. Interesting. I mean, I, I saw him write once. Maybe this was a tweet that he recommends if you want to be a writer, you need to write like at least 2,500 words a day. He's like, that's my goal is 2,500 words every that's day. That's a lot of words. And yeah, and it, I think about it all the time though, because I notice as a writer, if I am writing every day, writing is so much easier. Yeah. Um, and if I kind of like take a break and don't write for a week and then I sit down, I like writer's block and it's so hard for me to get any words out. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense Kind of like any muscle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, truly. All right. Well, Carrie, I don't recommend it to everybody, especially children, but it <laughs> was, it, I mean, I had a good time. Beginning aside, yeah. <laughs> I thought it held up pretty yeah. well. It, it, and the, I, I, I cannot overstate how shocking it is. The beginning. I, like, Skylar and I were both, like, staring at the TV, like, wide mouth, like, what is happening? Like, too, I even turned to Steven and I'm like, are we watching the right movie? <laughs> I was like, what is... And, you know, and then the period, I'm like, oh, okay. But I realized I'd only, I've, I've never seen this movie in one sitting. Mm -hmm. I'd only seen bits of pieces and it had always been on TV. Yeah. And so that just was never a part of it. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be, but, you know. It's totally gratuitous. from the past. Totally gratuitous. Yeah. Um, it, it reminded me of, we, we watched Halloween a couple of years ago. Remember? And there's like the whole opening scene where she's, sitting in her bedroom brushing her hair topless and it's like why is she topless M male directors <laughs> truly for a time thought women just like walked around naked everywhere they went which is not i mean it's not the case for me it might be for some women but i really don't think so i just i cannot even imagine being a male director and telling like the actress on set like we actually need you naked for this and having there be like it doesn't serve the plot in any way, but just like telling somebody like, yeah, you just, we just need you naked for this. Like, I just cannot even imagine being in that situation. No. And my hope is that that doesn't happen as often anymore, but I might be naive. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think like, I don't feel like in recent years, I've seen a lot of gratuitous nudity in film. Oppenheimer. That was probably gratuitous. Yeah. Um, but usually when you, when we see nudity in films now, it feels like I like He's got a painter with the heart of the, uh, the ocean on. I, I mean, that was that is an example, and these are all like shades of gray, right? But Titanic is an example. That's not fully gratuitous. No, right? I mean it. It does make sense. It makes sense story. with the story. But um, what we're talking about with Carrie is it does not make sense on any level to have women walking through the room naked for the first five minutes. Or even if that was part of it, you could film it in a way that's not quite so like graphic. Graphic. It's like graphic. It's so graphic. They're jumping up and down. <laughs> it's in slow motion. Like if a trampoline had been in the middle of that locker room, I would not have been surprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like of course they put a trampoline in there for this scene. Right. Anyway, Carrie, nineteen seventy six. Okay. Thanks for being here. We'll be back next week with it. So Woo. look forward to that. Goodbye. <laughs>